0: Oh my god, you've got to be goddamn kidding me. Goddamn Steve Nash. <laughs> Welcome to this week's McKinnis Marketing Moment. And we are not
1: from the roof. Why are we not at the roof? The roof would have been perfect today, but I lost the key last week. The company is exceptionally angry. And they're getting that's a new at least key. A positive. Exceptionally angry. They're getting a new key right now, so we will be able to go from the roof shortly, but just not today. Welcome, guys. Today we are talking about how
0: to, or five, actually five tips on separating you from a crowded market if you're coming to list your property in the springtime. So five tips for sellers in a crowded market. That's it. That's it. As some of you have been have been keeping away, you've been looking at the market, seeing the sales figures, prices per square footage. If you've been really on it, you've been looking at how many listings have come up on the market as well.
1: And if you have been doing that, what are they going to see? A lot of new listings coming up on the market. Why is that on? Just too busy. (laughs) So thank you for
0: your incredible, a lot sums it up. Anyway, a lot being record highs in the last ten years, so you know there's yeah a lot there's thanks. there's a lot more out there on the market that you're going to be competing with if you're listing your property this spring. And on top of that, on the other side, sales have been at a record low of the last ten years. So the moral of the story is, is you're competing in a very uh, in a very competitive market, and add on top of that, there are less and less sales taking place compared to the last previous years. So these five tips are basically to keep you top of the priority list when it comes to buyers looking at your home. I held my hand up for a wildly long time then, so that was really awkward. Um, So anyway. Oh my God, you've got to be goddamn kidding me. Goddamn Steve Nash. (laughs) They're annoying. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there
0: you go. Ah! Tip number one, interior design, um, or also known as staging. And we're not just talking about the professionally paid kind. You can actually stage your home essentially for free. So that's getting rid of all the clutter that's on the shelves and in the cupboards that's visible if they're open cupboards. Get rid of furniture that makes your space look smaller. Um, wipe in those countertops, vacuuming the floor. This is even more imperative if you're living in a smaller condo as well because every square foot um, is going to be more important to you. And that's something you can do for free. It just takes not even an afternoon not even an afternoon to do.
1: Yeah, and I think to to Ben's point, the the biggest point of that is you don't have to go out and get professional staging. Decluttering is a huge, huge, huge uh, plus when when we're talking about going down that road. Some places could of course benefit from professional staging, but don't think that it's like million dollar listing and you need to stage it perfectly for it to uh, sell. Um, It's not having to show like it's a brand new home uh, obviously, if there's a home that you're living in and you're living in while you're selling, which most people are, um, decluttering the home is the strongest, I believe, probably 7 out of 10 circumstances, the strongest thing you can do to prepare the home for sale. Mm-hmm. And I mean, second point, dos or
0: dois, as I'm learning Portuguese? Ni in Japanese. Okay, for our Portuguese,
1: Brazilian, and Japanese listeners is the photographs, are you talking about the photographs? The photographs have to be professional photographs. There's still on that scale good and bad professional photographers, obviously. Uh, Have an in-depth conversation with your agent about uh, their opinion on this, let's say. Um, Some people will take their own photos still, we see that um, when searching through uh, MLS, unfortunately. Uh, And then there's, Professional architectural photographers professional real estate photographers and a whole spectrum Um, We've kind of focused in the last Handfuls of years on trying to find the best photographers in the city that can really make the space show as best as humanly possible Because that's going to be the first and the last impression that uh, the potential buyer Walks in and out with before deciding to write an offer. So it's utterly important uh, and just a bare absolute bare minimum and in our opinion if I mean if you're working with us or anyone else what you should be expecting from uh, your realtor yeah I would interject don't even have a conversation like tell them if they're not using a professional
0: photographer tell them when you're competing in such a competitive market nine times out of ten the reason why people are gonna come through and look at your place providing it matches all the basic criteria is based on the photos and where there's so much to pick from if you don't have photos or you have Poor photos. They're just going to click next. It's if if your realtor's not doing it, then you need to tell them to do it. And if they won't do it, then change the realtors. In my humble opinion, I would not disagree. Mm-hmm. So step three is is pricing. This one is even more imperative right now. It's. Not the market to price too high and test the market because again, when there's so much out there and available to a potential buyer, they're not even gonna play the game because they're just gonna look at stuff that falls in their price range. And on the other side, don't price too low because if you're trying to price too low with the idea of uh, grabbing multiple offers, that can backfire because again, it is a buyer's market and so much to pick from. Um, let's say you don't attract multiple offers, your property is now listed at a price which is below what you need and slash or want for the property. And then when you get into the whole game of taking it off and relisting it at a higher price, it shows a different kind of message which you don't need to get into today, but it's just basically bad. So your pricing needs to be on point. So listen to your realtor and the comparables that they've discussed on this one.
1: Yeah, the agent is going to come in and, and What we do is give a range of pricing, what we think the property is worth, what you can price if you want to attract the market or test the market. This is definitely not the market to test, as Ben said, because exactly to his point, there's so much inventory on right now that if you're too far out of the realm, the buyer is just going to say, it's it's a buyer's market. It's not worth fighting with these guys and their unrealistic expectations because I have so many more to choose from. So you have to be very realistic on how you're approaching the market price-wise, I believe 90% of all of it is pricing. Um, If you're not sold, it's because you're priced too high in X amount of days and you need to be very acutely aware of where you should be positioned in the market based on the comparables and getting at or under the market to attract actual activity and not shoot for that number you feel you need because you put your blood, sweat, and tears into the renovation that you think is the best in the city and any other excuse you want to use. Listen to your realtor and use the factual comparables to build your pricing strategy. That's it, that's it. Uh, So step four
0: is your open house and showing schedule. Um, Pretty simple, but obviously the more open houses you can accommodate, the the more variety of time you can allow for showings. It's gonna get more people into your property. The more people that come into your property, the more likely it is it's going to sell. Uh, This typically gets difficult when it comes to dealing with a tenant, so if you have a tenant good thing to do is have that initial conversation when you tell them that you're looking to sell the place because if they know what schedule they're supposed to be adhering to, it helps them prepare. A lot of people I think get nervy about having that kind of conversation with a tenant, but looking at it from their point of view, if they're told last minute, oh, you need to be out for these two hours, it's, it, it can cause miscommunication. And that's when things start getting dicey. If you're upfront, come up with a planned schedule. If you have a tenant, that's the best bet. And then it just makes conversation between the tenant, the realtor and you a lot more
1: smooth and it makes the process a lot more smoother. Uh, I don't have anything to add to that. Uh, Be as open... Thank you, thank you for that wonderful insight. Point five. (laughs) (laughs) Be as open as you can and as flexible as you can in this market is all I have to add to that. Because it's tough and you need all the eyeballs you can get. That's it. So point five is... This is ones that make you go
0: a little bit above and beyond. Um, what the other, what everyone else is doing, rather than the
1: standard, and that's a pre-inspection. Jay, you want to talk about pre-inspection? Yeah, this is not common. Um, I was actually speaking to a seller the other day about just this, and it's about like Ben said, going above and beyond what your compare competition is doing. Um, to have that inspection on the table and say we've got a third party that is very well known in the in the neighborhood we're working in, for example, so people have ideally heard of that inspection company, we've got an inspection report from them. Feel free to take this, take a copy for your own records and um, that's going to give that peace of mind up front that may eliminate them from wanting to uh, put... Uh, Subject to inspection into an offer. It may not they may still want to get their own Inspector in but if you do that, it's just being proactive and trying to give peace of mind to the uh, to the buyer that That's one less step. They need to go through to clarify this property and this building or this house or whatever it may be So this is definitely not common Um, We started to talk to our sellers about this in the last handful of months Uh, most haven't I've never maybe once in the last decade going into a place and actually seen that offered. Um, and I think it's a really good investment of, depending on how large the home is, 500 to under a thousand dollars to have that uh, physically ready to give out to anyone else who's interested. That's it. And that's our five tips to get ahead, guys. Thank you so
0: much for joining us this week. And please do keep your questions rolling in and reach out to us with any comments. Give us a Give us a thumbs up or a five-star review if you can. Leave us a review and follow us on social media. McKinnis Marketing on social media. I am, well, Real Benjamin Robinson on social media. You are? At I am Jay McKinnis. There we go. Guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. We are out.